Welcome to the Christian Coach Podcast, where our mission is to serve coaches through conversations so they can lead like Jesus. I'm Gian Lemmy, and today's guest is Nicole Alcoin. She's the founder of Healthy Steps Nutrition, CrossFit, HSN, HSN Mentoring, and she also hosts two podcasts, Nutrition Made Simple and Grow Your Nutrition Business. That's a mouthful. What an introduction. <laughs> Welcome, Nicole. Thanks so much for having me. It's an honor to be here today. Nicole, my first question to you is, what does it mean to you to be a Christian coach? Gosh, there's a Danny Gokey song that I listened to the first time. And I think it kind of sums up what I try to instill every single day. And it's love God and love people. And, you know, I think as a coach or just as a person, we have an opportunity to be a light for the people around us. And you know, I think sometimes you think the coach or the clients that you're serving, the people on your team, but really it's it's the members who are on your team that are also having an impact on um, the players or in our case, the clients that that we serve. So you know, I think using every opportunity that you interact with a person to be a positive light on someone, at least that's what I try to do. Not perfect, no, but I try. <laughs> that's a great answer. And and I that might be the first Danny Goki reference in our podcast. I, really? I like I, Danny Gokey. I love him. <laughs> I like him. And he sings in Spanish too, sometimes. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he, has, he translates his, his songs to Spanish too. So that's uh, that's a cool thing. I love I love Danny Gokey. I think his songs are really, really good. Um, mm-hmm. my, my first question to you here, moving on, is tell me a little bit about your life story and your life journey and how you ended up now with a mouthful of jobs and, and projects. <laughs> Gosh. Um, first... I truly believe that everything happens for a reason in your life and it leads you to where you are today. Um, Going back when I was younger, um, I had two parents that were entrepreneurs and that kind of instilled in me. I worked with them when I was younger. Like I would go to my mom's dental office and file papers and do all the things. Um, So I wasn't afraid to, to work hard. And um, my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer when I was really young. So we completely changed our diet. And I knew at a young age that nutrition was really important. I didn't know that it was a field that I could do something in, um, and at least make a living, make an impact. But, uh, I went to university of Florida cheered there and we had disordered eating habits. It was terrible. And the coach realized it and she sent us all to a dietitian. And I, it was my freshman year, maybe halfway through. And, the, I literally walked out of that office and changed my major the next day. I was like, okay, this is exactly what I want to do. Um, became a dietitian and was told like the standard path is you need to go work in a hospital. And I knew I didn't want to work in the hospital, but I didn't realize how broken the healthcare system was. And so I moved down to South Florida, got a job at, at a hospital and um, started a side hustle at the same time called healthy steps nutrition. Cause I realized what I really want to do is on the prevention side and help people make health a way of life. And there's not much flexibility that you can do in the, in the hospital setting. So, um, I, I did that and it was a side hustle for a couple of years. I started traveling around to different CrossFit gyms in the midst of going to school. I, I was introduced to CrossFit by a friend. She literally asked me, like every day to come with her. And I'm almost like, this is a cult. All you do is talk about CrossFit. And um, then finally I went with her and I had stopped cheering at that point. I was like, holy cow, these people are really nice and I can scale the workout. I didn't know what scaling meant at that time. I was like, but I was like, I can't do what you're doing. Give me something easier. Correct, yeah. um, 
And then when I went down to South Florida, I didn't know any, I knew one person and I was like, well, I need to make some friends. And the easiest way to make friends is go to a CrossFit gym because they're all people that are trying to get healthy. Yep. So did that. And then I met my husband there. Um, we started traveling around to different CrossFit gyms, talking about nutrition. I basically would go to any gym that would listen or let me talk about nutrition to their members. And in the midst of all of that, in like 2015, we had a, a gym asked to run healthy steps nutrition at, at their gym. And that really was the catapult to where we are today, um, to be able to help thousands of gym owners and coaches. We work super closely with CrossFit, which is an amazing opportunity. It's a ton of like-minded people. Um, yeah, you know, I, I grew up going to Catholic school and I would say like my mom was, um, super strict about us going to church every Sunday, but that was kind of it, right? Like we'd go to church. I went to Catholic school, but, um, we weren't like super involved. My grandma used to go to prayer like every Friday morning or whatever day. And I thought it was the weirdest thing. I didn't really understand. And, um, when my husband and I moved to where we are now, a few years ago, I was like, it's been, it had been a while since I've been to church. And I was like, I think I want to start going back. So he was working at the fire department and I just started going to different churches to see which one I liked essentially. And then if I liked it, I would bring him the second time. And then I'd like, keep going to see. Um, yeah. And so we ended up finding our church home in 2018 and we started getting pretty involved. They showed up at our gym one day and was, um, the youth pastor and was like, Hey, can you guys donate something? I was like, yes, of course we'll help. But we're literally just like the Sunday goers. That's it. Um, and that kind of changed the trajectory of like how we got involved with the church. That was a mouthful, but that's kind of, no. how we ended up here. I mean, a lot of like ups and downs along the way, but I think everything happens for a reason. I'm really grateful for the team that we have, the impact that we've been able to have and the people that we've been able to connect with that are all super supportive. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's, that's a, that's a great story. It's I, my wife and I've, I I also grew up in a K through 12 Catholic school. I'm from Brazil originally. So I was there. Um, and I came to university in the United States and ended up at Liberty university. And that was for the first time where I heard the name of Jesus, like as someone other than just a good teacher, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and that just changed my life completely right there. Um, and I think God was planting seeds. The Holy spirit was planting seeds, even though I didn't know yet back in brazil and when Mm -hmm. i when i put it all together it clicked right so then finding a a home church and and being connected um was um yeah it was was just a different experience that i I never lived before but now i i feel like i can't live without you know uh right (laughs) and so this um yeah our our story our our path's a little similar my dad goes to church every day and he's still catholic okay and praise the the rosary every day. And I'm yep. like, why are you wasting an hour of your day going to <laughs> church? You know, that growing up. And now I'm like, yeah, I get it. I get it. He he gets centered when he goes. Right. We I go, there's a Wednesday morning prayer, and I go every single Wednesday morning, like it's part of the routine. I switch up. I usually work out in the morning with one of our pastors. Um, the wife and I are yeah. really good friends. So we work out and then she was like, why don't you just come to prayer? Like take a break midweek and come, come to prayer instead of going to CrossFit. And I started doing that and it 
it was like addicting, like how you felt after. I don't, I don't even yeah. know how to describe it, but yeah, um, yeah I, I love yeah. it. <laughs> I, I like the analogy that we have a God-sized hole in our hearts that only yeah. God can fill it, right? So yeah. then when he does fill it, we're like, wow, this is what I've been missing this whole time. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, I have a few questions. Um, we have a yeah. lot of coaches that are very busy. And mm -hmm. so, and you're very busy. <laughs> um, and so I, I, I would love to know a few tips that we can give coaches first on their nutrition side. What are okay. some things that when coach are like, man, I'm just so busy. I don't have time to do this or eat that or all of that. What are some things that you, you would tell a coach that hasn't started on this nutrition journey yet, but that they can start right away? First, start small. I think, you know, so many people try to change too many things at one time and it's really overwhelming. And then they go right back to their old habits, keeping it super simple at healthy steps, nutrition. We have three core nutrition, nutrition principles, whole foods first. So if you look at the first 13, not the words, store, right? Not the store, <laughs> right? Not the store, not the store. Um, you know, eat meats and vegetables, nuts and seeds, some fruit, little starch, minimal added sugar. So start by just adding more whole foods in and naturally you're going to cut down some of the processed junk that we're over consuming as Americans and even outside of the U S the second thing that we like to teach people is balancing their macronutrients. So there's three macronutrients, protein, carbs, and fats. And many of us go right to the carbohydrates and little protein. Um, and you know, there's a lot of myths around nutrition. Like I thought fat made you fat. And so I'd never get any. And then I wondered why I was hungry all the time, you know? Um, so when you pair protein, carbs, fats together, you're going to stay full longer. It's going to help stabilize your blood sugar. It's going to give you more energy. So just think about, you know, the simple visual way to do this is starting with something like the plate method, mm. half of your plate, vegetables, quarter protein, quarter starch. Um, and the third thing that we look at and try to help clients understand and coaches too, is limiting the amount of added sugar that we overconsume. Most people don't connect what they eat with how they feel and how they recover and how they sleep. And when you can connect all of those dots, it's a positive reinforcement of, okay, I don't just want to drink sugary beverages or go and get a pumpkin spice latte every single morning. Cause that's going to give me a, a sugar rush. And then I'm going to feel like junk in a couple hours. So, you know, being mindful about how you feel when you eat and you'll just slowly start realizing, man, I want to make the easy decision, the healthy decision. Yeah, no, that's, that's really, really good. I, you know, I like the visual of the plate. Um, <laughs> Simple. <laughs> that was, that was going to be my first question. I was like, between the three, what is the, you know, what's the percentage of each one that we need to consume? So half of vegetables, a quarter of protein and a quarter of carbs. I would recommend. So if you are the type of person listening to this and you're like, Nicole, I don't need any vegetables. Do not start with half of your plate vegetables. Correct. That yeah. <laughs> That's going to cause you some GI upset with gas, bloating, like all the things. I don't want you to do that. Yeah. Just start no. off by adding a little bit of vegetables and then slowly build up. No, I think you look on social media or, you know, all these different things and you can find all these shakes and different diets. There's medications now, but ultimately yeah. it comes down to a solid foundation of healthy habits to maintain ultimate health, like optimal health. Right. Yeah. So, you know, you might be busy, but how are the quick decisions impacting your overall health, which is ultimately going to be your ability to impact more people down the road. For sure. Either take care of your body now or <laughs> or <still Yeah>. later. <laughs> that's right um let me put you on the spot a little bit 
And let yeah. me ask you this question. Um, if I had to choose between exercise and diet, which <laughs> one should I choose? Okay. So you do not need to go for a vigorous 60 minute workout to be health. <clears throat> Healthy. Gosh, I'm choking. <laughs> I own a gym. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> ultimately you need to fuel your body with wholesome foods and getting daily movement in is really important. But for a lot of coaches, you're on your feet, you're moving, your heart rate is up. Um, something as simple, something I love to do after, um, meals, during lunch by myself, just to give myself a brain break. And then after dinner as a family, so that we can just chat about the day and things that we're looking forward to is going for a 15 minute walk. It helps to stabilize your blood sugar, helps with digestion, helps keep you, um, like keep things going. And, um, in the middle of the day, it's going to help wake you up a little bit. So doing something like simple as a 15 minute walk would be a great option. And I would actually recommend that more than, uh, joining a gym and a vigorous exercise. Now, long-term, yes, getting in a community that exercises to keep you accountable. Yes, of course, is really important. But if you're just getting started, focus on your nutrition first. Yeah, no, I love that. I love that. And I I feel that almost um, daily, right after I, I eat lunch, I just feel sluggish, right? Go for and a then, walk and then see how it feels. <laughs> correct, right? So then I have to make a decision. Do I Do I take a nap? Which during the weekday, I can't. Or do I just sit in my office and don't do anything and then feel like crap the last, the next three, four hours. But I feel like when I, and that's when I decided to work out after my lunch break, I don't work out in the morning because I'm very alert in the morning. And so that's my most productive time. So I get so much done between five and nine. Mm -hmm. And then I have meetings until lunch. And then after lunch, I go work out. Um, And that has just revolutionized how much, how much workout I do, how, how better I feel. It's just such a great change that I made. But, uh, um, and I know some people like to work out in the mornings. I think a lot of CrossFitters do in the morning. Um, (laughs) but, but yeah, but I think that's a, it's a good, just get moving after you eat. Just get moving. And it doesn't have to be like a crazy workout. Just go for a walk. Um, I did a continuous glucose monitoring experiment just Mm. because there are so many people with pre-diabetes and diabetes, like 50% of our population has pre-diabetes or diabetes. And ultimately that's one of the leading causes of chronic disease today and death. Like when you look at what are people in the U S passing away from nine out of 10 of them are caused or worsened by elevated blood sugar. So Mm. if we can backtrack to like, what are, what could we do today? If we're super healthy to ensure that our blood sugar stays in a good space so that we're preventing and ultimately reversing chronic disease, simple things like whole foods, balance of macronutrients, limiting sugar and going for a walk. Also making sure that you're sleeping seven to eight hours a night um, are simple things, simple habits to get into the routine. Not easy, but simple. (laughs) Yes. I, I, yeah, I think sometimes we, we overestimate how hard something will, you know, something like this will be to, to accomplish, you know, it's just, no, just take small steps consistently and then you'll Mm -hmm. see how far you've gone. Yeah. Love that. Love that. Um, how do you incorporate your faith in, in your business, in all of the business that you hold? How does that influence how you do your business? I made an intentional effort in 2020 to say that I wanted to grow in my faith, which is 
why I got very connected with our pastor. And uh, I just started just, I was like, who, who are, who is many steps ahead of me? And let me go see how much time I can spend with them to see what makes the most sense. Um, so that I can grow in my faith and things that I started morning devotional reading and listening, starting off with Danny Goki or another <laughs> twice in one podcast, like, <laughs> giving this guy a shout out. Um, and ultimately like before I have any big meetings, I pray that I have the right words and the right wisdom to, you know, make the impact that I'm, I'm hopefully, you know, wanting to make, um, before I speak at any events, um, there's been some stuff that we've been able to do with our church. That's been really cool. That just opportunities kind of presented themselves. We ran a free nutrition challenge. Um, I've never done this before, but, uh, our, I went on and our pastor interviewed me one Saturday and Sunday for all the services on health. And after that, we recorded a podcast and he's like, Nicole, will you do something for the church? Will you do like a health challenge? I was like, okay, let's see. What are you wanting? Um, so we did like a 12, we did a 12 week health challenge. It was completely free. We ended up having over 300 people join this. Um, I worked with the wife, Shayla, to create some faith-based videos in there that are in our app. So we've been able to, uh, we were able to impact people that way. Um, you know, when I do podcasts, I bring on people that I think are their visions aligned with ours. And I think, yeah. you know, as a coach, it's not even looking at like from my standpoint as a business owner, I'm very intentional with surrounding people that have integrity and have the same values that we have. Like, and if I realize that they don't, we step away from that. Like, I, I don't care what kind of money we can make from an opportunity if it's not in line with the mission and vision of healthy steps, nutrition and the values that we have. Yeah. And I, I read somewhere that you interview every prospective client before working <laughs> with them. Is that correct? Yes. Um, yeah. So that's going to have to change soon. Um, <laughs> right now, yesterday I had seven calls Ooh. with gym owners who are interested in, wow. in partnering with us. Um, I have to have some help on that, but I still like having my hand in it. Um, yes. And ultimately, and we talk to every single, I don't, but we have my husband and one other person talks to every person that comes on board for nutrition coaching with us. Like we want to make sure that here's what we can do. Here's how we can help you. And if it's in line with what you're wanting, then great, let's move forward. And if it's not, we can send you somewhere else that might be a better fit. I, I want people to sign up for our program and be part of our service that are the right people for our program that we can ultimately serve and help. And if it's not the right fit, like there's many other places that that can help you too. That's right. <laughs> great. That, that's a great, great answer. I love that. Um, what does a regular day look like to you? And second part is, do you have any tips for coaches that are also pretty stretched and have families? Gosh, um, a regular day for me is. Is there such a thing as a regular day for you? No, no. <laughs> no. Um, I realized during COVID that I love going and speaking in person. So 
when that was taken away, right? Yeah. Like, um, because I was traveling and speaking a bunch before that, um, to different CrossFit affiliates and just going to different seminars. And when that paused for a little bit, I realized how much I missed in-person connection with other mm-hmm. gym owners. Um, so I've made an intentional effort over the past few years to make sure that I'm doing more of that to fill my cup. Um, I'm in front of zoom all day in front of my computer all day. And there's only so much that you can do (laughs) and, um, you know, in front of your computer. So typically in the morning, waking up at five, doing daily devotional, um, going to the gym, I work out seven to eight most days. Um, kids are starting school soon. So, um, then that dropping them off at school, uh, then meetings start, uh, it might be sales calls with gyms that are interested in our program or a meeting with people on our team or potential partners, um, all different types of calls. I don't do as many like mentoring calls. I don't have any coaching clients that I personally take at this point. Uh, we have an amazing team of dietitians that they're so passionate about taking everything that we've built and helping people. So I let them, um, be able to build a career from, from that piece of the puzzle. And that's pretty much it. Try to wrap up around five to sometimes six if it has to be. And then yeah. dinner as a family, go for a walk. And usually I'm sleeping by 830 on the couch. <laughs> Preach. That's me. <laughs> yep. That's 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 my entire life too. Um, yeah. I, I like to wake up very early. My kids wake up really early and I have a five oh. and three-year-old. So oh, yes. they need me when they get downstairs right so then i start waking up with them but then it's already chaos so mm-hmm. then i start waking up just a little bit earlier so i can have a little bit of time for myself get set get centered so that when they do come out uh from their rooms i'm ready to to, to help them um but yeah but i'm i'm out 8 30 9 o'clock is uh it's my max i can't yeah i'm spent after that yeah i've always <laughs> been a a person that really needs my sleep and likes to go to bed early. My husband likes to stay up a little bit later. Mm. We're finding a balance of, okay, we, we got to go to bed at least by nine 30. Cause I, yeah, I just, I am very intentional with my days during the week. So if mm. I don't wake up like fresh and ready to go, cause I didn't get enough sleep, then I'm not going to show up as my best self. Yeah. <laughs> Priority. Um, <laughs> you mentioned earlier in our conversation, when you went to Florida and you did skip out on on my research. I found that you actually originally did not get into Florida, but then was so persistent that yeah. they actually let you in. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah. Um, that was actually the only school that I applied for. So I was in an okay. international baccalaureate program, which I didn't get into that at first either. My mom <laughs> fought for me to get into that. Uh, I'm not the smartest kid. Like I was not the smartest kid. I just worked really hard. Um, with sports, with school. And yeah, I got the letter that said I didn't get in and I was devastated. And I was like, all right, well, let's find plan B. How am I going to get in? There's got to be like some appeal or something. So I appealed and then got in a couple days before cheerleading trials, which was the ultimate goal. Like I wanted to cheer for University of Florida. So I got in a couple days before, went, did cheerleading trials, somehow made the team and (laughs) (laughs) had a really great time. I'm so thankful for, for all the opportunities that, yeah. that presented themselves during that yeah. season. And and you did talk, and I think we all struggle, not just cheerleading, but a lot of sports now in college and even younger in, in juniors about 
eating disorders. Um, What can you talk to our coaches about um, eating disorders and how can they help their athletes as they, you know, navigate those waters? It's something I'm really passionate about because there's so many kids and teens that really struggle with eating. You think like, oh, I just, I, I need to look a certain way, especially you look at sports like swimming, cheerleading, gymnastics, and there's a way to look. Um, and I think it's important for coaches to just keep their eye out and then send them to the resources that they need. Like you're not going to be able as a coach likely to help them with an eating disorder, but what you can do is realize, okay, something's wrong here. Let's have you go and see a professional that, that can help. A lot of universities have sports dietitians. That's who I went to was a person that worked for the university, technically at university of Florida, the, we weren't, um, in the same path as all the rest of the sports. So um, we didn't have exactly the same opportunities as all the rest of the sports, although we did have a ton. I'm very thankful for that. Um, So we didn't naturally get to go see the dietitian at the beginning, but when we, because she realized our issues and she sent them, sent us to them, we were able to, to see that person. I think talking about the importance of fueling your body right? If we're working really hard to, to build muscle, then we need to fuel our bodies to have the muscle that we're working really hard for. And so many people think, oh, well, I just need a protein shake after my meal. But if you're not eating enough protein throughout the day, you're not going to build the muscle that you're working really hard for. It's going to decrease, increase the amount of time that you need for recovery. Right. And you're not going to show up as your best self the next day. So I think you can easily integrate some conversations in there. We've worked with a local gymnastics team. They're, they're incredible. I, I actually just go early to watch because these gymnasts are amazing. Um, and we work with them going in every six weeks to teach the kids at a young age. They're in middle and elementary, sometimes in high school, talking about how to fuel your body for a performance, what you should eat before, during, and after your workouts, how to stay on track on the, on the road, how to stay on track during the summer. So these girls are understanding. And one of the things I started doing at the very beginning of, of this is we, we started bringing in some type of healthy food for them to try, like Mm. a drinkable yogurt or (laughs) oven roasted chickpeas or beef jerky or some type of, of something that's healthy. That's not loaded with sugar. And what I ended up finding is it was like positive peer pressure. The most pickiest kids would try it because everyone else in the room was trying it. And then they would go home and say, mom, I like this thing. And it would be a way to slowly integrate healthier foods into, into their normal eating routine. But I would be interested if you were a coach to just look like, what are your athletes eating before and after their workouts? And a lot of times it's sodas or Celsius or a bag of chips and ultimately you want your athletes to perform at the highest level. Like they need to be fueling their body with optimal fuel to, to reach that level. Yeah. I love that. No, I love the, yeah. The aspect of the coach just needs to be intentional and, you know, in paying attention to their athletes and the signs that one athlete may show is completely different than the signs from a different athlete. So being intentional in, in just, watching for those clues and, and cues. Um, that's Bring really good. In. Yeah. Bring in someone to talk about nutrition. Like we go in, um, to different sports teams locally and I'll just do a nutrition seminar, just getting people thinking about nutrition. And 
what I will say if, if it is a sports team with like a middle school or younger athlete, like you need to get the parents involved. So when we go to the gymnastics facility, I'll go talk to the girls. We break them up into different age groups. Um, but ultimately there's a video of us talking like straight to camera, just like this about what we um, talked about with the girls so that they can, the parents who are purchasing the foods and making the plates can implement some of the things that we're talking about. Yeah, no, I love the buy-in from parents. That's really, really good. Well, Nicole, I want to finish our chat with some fun questions. Okay. Okay. I have three for you today. First okay. one, if you had a CrossFit walk-up song, what would it be? <sighs> Are you going to say Danny Goki? Or... Gosh. I don't know that I have a necessary, like one song okay. that I love, but I love country. Okay. Like Russell Dickerson, um, some of like, I love country. So really okay. any like pop country song I think would be Got good. It. I don't have like okay. one specific one though. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, for those that, that do CrossFit, yes. what is the most effective way to tell people you do CrossFit without telling them they do CrossFit? I think it's the number one rule. If you do CrossFit, you talk about CrossFit. <laughs> so there is no way. Oh, <laughs> um, gosh. You know, ultimately, I don't pressure anyone yeah. to join our gym. Um, we have our neighbors that don't do CrossFit, but they'll come with us once in a while. We okay. host events. So like this weekend, we're doing a beach wad. We'll invite people to just come like meet us, meet the people, meet the community and realize that we're not here flipping tires and getting bloody hands. Like we're literally just getting a workout and encouraging each other. And I think sometimes yeah. as an adult, it's hard to find friends, hard yeah. to find people that are genuinely interested in you doing well. And I think that's what I love most yeah. about CrossFit is it's a, it's a community of people that wants to get better themselves, isn't afraid to work hard. It is encouraging the person next to them if they finish before. Like there's no one yeah. in our gym that finishes first and then puts all their stuff away and then leaves. Like they're sitting there and encouraging yeah. the person, the last person. And if I'm honest, those are my favorite people to work with, the people that can't run around the building. And then eight months, a year later, they've lost 50, 60 pounds and they're just in such a better place yeah. mentally and physically. And they have the support system around them. Cause when you look at, when you look at people who are trying to make change and get healthy, the support system piece of the puzzle is often overlooked. And a lot of times as adults, like if we think about what are the things that we do to interact with a group of people, we go out to dinner, maybe we're having alcoholic beverages or whatever the case may be why not find a group of people who wants to be healthy, that wants to go for walks or go for a rock or go for a workout. And then, um, yeah, yeah, you could just surround yourself with a good group of people. No, I, I, I just saw this comparison come through as you're speaking of, and I don't want to be too holier than thou, but like it's the same thing as going to church and having a relationship with Jesus. It, it yes. affects you so much that it's impossible for you not to tell other people about it, you know? Yeah. And so I, yeah, that just, that just hit me as you're speaking. It's true. When you, when you see the difference it makes CrossFit or a relationship with Jesus, 
it is so great of a, a difference that you can't not talk about it. So like, yeah, that was a great, great answer. Thank <laughs> you for that. And what's one fun thing you like to do when you're not working? Oh, goodness. Um, I love listening to Audible. Um, I love going for walks. We we live in South Florida and there's on the other side of the coast, there's an island called Marco Island and that's mm -hmm. our favorite getaway. So like every mm -hmm. six to eight weeks, my husband and I go over there with the kids or without the kids. Nice. Um, so that's really fun. And also I have such a passion for helping our kids understand like how they can better themselves. Um, so like we talk about staying positive, John Acuff has a new book coming out. Um, all it takes is a goal. And one of the things he talks about is the best moments list while I finished it while we we're on vacation last week, I ordered all of us journals so that we can all start our own, um, best moments list together. Yeah. So, you know, I think when I'm not working, I'm helping our kids understand how they can take positive steps to become the best versions of themselves. Like my son is the most competitive person. Um, he gets it from his dad and probably me too. Um, <laughs> but this summer has been a really fun transitional summer for him. Like learning, he plays golf and learning how to control his emotions when he struggles a little bit. And it's been such a great experience, but some of the things that we've worked on, like, what is your mindset? What are you telling yourself? Let's journal about it. How did you feel when you did a really good job keeping control of your emotions? And I know he's only 12 and like, gosh, I'm sure his yeah. emotions, his hormones are crazy, but it, it's really fun to, to see like slowly them making yeah. some positive. You're changes. laying, you're laying the foundation, you know, for something, yeah. you know, I, and I think John also talks about, you know, we have, you know, personal finance and high school classes and those classes, but we have no mindset class. Nothing. And so we show up to the real world when there's true obstacles and difficulties and we're not prepared at all. Nobody's ever talked to us about this. <laughs> yeah. We listened to your new playlist on a couple yeah. of road trips as a family. And that was a really great book for the kids to learn. I mean, I didn't learn about that stuff yeah. until, you know, in the past few years. So, yeah. you know, whatever we can do to help them develop with the things that they're not going to learn in school is, is something that my husband and I are sure. really intentional about. <laughs> for sure. Awesome. Well, Nicole, my last question for you is leave a question. to now our next guest without knowing who that guest is, right? And the next guest is not going to know, well, it's going to know who asked you, but um, that's what we want want you to ask our next question question. Okay. So I truly believe you need people in front of you to take yourself to the next level and reach your full potential. So my question would be, who is your most impact, who was, or is the most impactful mentor you've ever had? Okay. All right. That's a great question. I can't wait to hear the answer. Um, no, I can't either. <laughs> how, <laughs> how can people find out more about you and what you're doing? Just give us all your links and handles and all those things. Um, healthystepsnutrition.com is where you can find basically the hub website for all the different things. Uh, we have in-person and virtual nutrition coaching, as well as coaches around the world that uh, use our program. So that's really fun. If you're looking for help um, to follow me on social media, Nicole 
underscore RD underscore HSN. If you just look up Nicole Coiner, I'll put on, I'll put on, (laughs) I'll put on the show notes, the links. Awesome. All right. And how can we be praying for you? Uh, The kids are starting school next week and we've got a new school, new opportunities. So I think this, this season um, is going to be really fun for them. So pray for that. (laughs) Awesome. All right, let's pray. Dear Jesus, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for this conversation. Thank you that we have the means to have these conversations um, with each other, even when we're far away geographically. Lord, that we can come together and glorify you with with our talks and information we share. Lord, I pray for Nicole. I pray for her family. I pray for her businesses, that, that the impact that she makes will not just be an earthly one, but a heavenly one as well, Lord. And, and I pray for her kids as they start a new school year and new schools with with new opportunities, Lord, that you'll be in the forefront of their minds and they'll make an impact wherever they go, Lord. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you.